In a world. In a world. In a world. Where tomorrow's blockbusters reign. And yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials in the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch older movies and review them from our modern everyday perspectives. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we are talking about The Warriors. 1979, uh, directed by Walter Hill, written by David Shaber, Walter Hill, and based on a novel by Saul Urich. Surprise, surprise. Starring Michael Beck, James Ramar, Deborah Van Valkenburg, and other people that are not on my list right now, unfortunately. Um, Quick synopsis, Tracy, go. Um, Okay, so the gangs of new york have been requested by the leader of like the biggest baddest gang to come and gather to talk about things basically to take over new york um and they were they were going everyone has to show up who were the people who were invited showed up with nine guys and no weapons I wrote oh, okay. that down too. Nine guys, no weapons. Yep. And basically he was saying like, there's only like 20,000 cops in New York and there's 60,000 of us. We can take over and, and have the, the world be ours. Well, everyone seems to be on board except for this one guy. Um, what was the name of his gang? The rebels? The, the, what was the name of the, his gang? The rogues? No the rogues. Yeah. I the think rogues? you're right. I think that's right. Um, who was a little bit cray. He was in charge and they were able to sneak in one gun and it got to him and he shot this leader. So it kind of went into a panic and the police were kind of, they knew that this gathering was taking place. So they were kind of on the outskirts. And when they heard the gun, they kind of rushed in to be, to like take everybody down. And this leader guy that shot, sorry, the, the bad leader guy who shot the big leader guy, didn't want to get caught. And he saw that one of the members of the warriors, which is our protagonist gang here, uh, saw him do it. So in like retaliation goes, it was the warriors, the warriors shot the leader. So I didn't realize this, but the warriors didn't know that, that they were under, uh, you know, suspect or whatever. So they just assumed that the truce was over. So getting from, the Bronx, which is where they were down to Coney Island, which is their territory was so far that they're like, crap, we just have to go through gang after gang after gang. They didn't. Yeah. Like you said, they didn't know that they, the gangs were specifically, specifically going after, after them. them. Yeah. yeah. So it's the story is they, and they're the warriors are from Coney Island. Yep. So they basically had to make their way through New York and each borough has its own gang and survive to get until their, their home turf. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yep. Yeah. Good job. Go. So yeah, that was perfect. You actually, uh, clear, cleared some things up for myself there. Oh, that's yeah. good. I didn't realize that that, uh, the one who had witnessed, I didn't realize that that was a warrior. And you know, what's interesting. Yeah. Um, the, that warrior's name was Fox, his mm-hmm. character. He is not credited. So if you go onto IMDB, the top eight or the, you know, the, 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 the eight out of nine of the warriors are top billing right up there. Fox, you have to scroll 
all the really? way to the bottom and wow. it says uncredited next to his name wow because oh. then because yeah. he kind of had a big role yeah because he survived a little bit because he wasn't the one even though he was the one that witnessed it they immediately killed the warriors leader um, right uh cleon yeah yeah um and killed him so he was only in it very briefly um he, he however did have a very prominent look to him yes yeah Yep. But like Fox, even he like he protected Mercy at one yes. point and he had a bad death. He fell in front of a train. That was a that oh, was, that was, worst who that was death through that whole thing. Yeah, I was like was. traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, how did everyone like it? <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it at first. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. And I still kind of I'm asking myself what happened. Definitely not one of my favorites. That's fair. I remember enjoying it the first time. This is my second time watching it. First time I watched it, I want to say it was like high school, maybe college. And I, I was a little disappointed on this watch through because I think I, I remembered the good parts and kind of, you know, forgot the bad parts. Um, it wasn't the best movie. It was still enjoyable. I mean, it, and I really liked the concept of it, but yeah, it was, it was okay. I honestly didn't know what this movie was about. All I knew was that one quote the warriors, warriors come, come out, out to, to play. play. Yeah, that's all I knew. And then in the back of my head, I confused it with, I think it's called The Boy, The Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another movie that I also <laughs> haven't really seen. Really different movie. <laughs> Definitely thought they were the same movies. <laughs> all right, all right. Dude, does anybody else have any uh, comments at the top here? Or do we want to jump into is the questions? The, oh, I was going to say, is this the top of the marquee? No, jump we'll... In. We'll jump in. Okay. So top of the marquee, what was everyone's favorite part? Go ahead, Serena. Wow. Your <laughs> hand went right up. <laughs> the music. The oh, music. Oh, the music was you epic. Know? I was like, like one of the chase scenes. I was like, yeah, I just rewatched it on YouTube after a clip of it. I was like, this is yes. Good. Good. That is a great answer. I mean, the music made me significantly more engaged because at first I was like, eh, what the heck is going on? And I was like, open this music. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just going to say. Yes, I agree. The pacing is not great in this movie, but the music helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. I, I was, it was a little slow for me, like the, between there wasn't much action. Yeah. Um, so it was a little slow, but you're right. And I think the, the storytelling aspect of it, the I think they called it the omnipotent DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really liked actually. Cause I could, I could see them having like a pirate radio type thing where the gangs would listen to this music. And that was the, the Gramercy riffs, which Mm -hmm. was the big big gang gang. of the, you know, the, the guy who got shot and there was a, this girl DJ and she was, she would tell them what's going on. Like, okay, we're all against the, the warriors now go out and get them. And Mm -hmm. she kind of kept, uh, a running commentary on things and they would cut away to that, which I thought I actually liked that. But it was also like it was like discreet enough that if they were to be listened into oh. by another whatever uh, police or whatever, that it wasn't like so point right. and blank. There was like almost like a little bit of um, code. Yeah, yes. speaking in code. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool. I liked that. I think that kind of like the way she dedicated songs and this yeah. is, you know, hidden messages. Um, yeah. That element of it, the DJ, I, I agree. I, I really loved that element. And it reminded me a lot of Malice in Wonderland. Tracy, do you remember that movie? Yes, yes. And, and the more I thought about it, Malice in Wonderland, I feel like 
took ideas from this movie almost because the whole point of it is it's this kind of fantastical underworld of a, of a real city. Yeah. And the DJ was kind of the glue in a lot of ways to kind of give you that thread of a plot. It was, I, I approved. Yeah. All right, Tracy, what was your favorite part? I liked the simple premise. It wasn't overly complicated. Even, even the warriors didn't quite know that they needed, they needed to get, um, that they were a target, but they the whole point was to get from point A to point B. Yep. Yep. That was it. And then the obstacles literally emotionally, phys- all of all of the above, they had to get past to get home. Yep. And that was it, which I don't know if that's I mean, I guess somebody could could uh, argue against that because my argument is that it was a little slow and maybe they could have had a little bit more action and maybe it was the time or they something could have just had more obstacles. <laughs> they could have had more obstacles. Yeah. 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 Um, I put the same thing. I put the, the idea, the concept of here's a, a group of guys who have each other's backs and they just have to get through the city. That's it. I love Survive. that idea. I, I always like movies where it's not characters pitted against each other. It's your characters are relying on each other and they have to solve a problem. They have to get through something. I really love those, those concepts. Yeah, call Ghostbusters. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. I was just thinking oh. about it. I was just thinking about people working together. To- <laughs> Got you. To- the, uh, that said, the concept is actually the thing I hate the most in this movie as well. And it's only because one of my biggest movie pet peeves is miscommunication. Yep. I it annoys the bejesus out of me. And this entire premise is based off of miscommunication. However, the thing that saved it was the fact that the warriors didn't know that there was a miscommunication for most of the movie. And they still saw the problem. It was weirdly, it didn't affect the problem that much. They were still going to have obstacles getting home, but there was that level of miscommunication that I'm like, whatever. Like you mean, because they thought the truce was off. They thought the truce was off, but the gangs thought that the warriors killed Cyrus. Right. And they didn't. That part I knew, but I didn't realize um, until probably 70% of the way through the movie that they didn't, they were not aware. But but I didn't, I didn't realize that until like, like reviewing my notes and stuff, because I thought, was it Fox? Mm -hmm. I thought he saw Luther go. He saw Luther kill Cyrus, but nobody saw. Well, only I thought Luther only was Cleon, pointing to them. Cle- he was pointing at Cleon, oh, and that's why Cleon so got Cleon knew, and that's why he died. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. So nobody else realized. Nobody even really knew what happened to Cleon. They okay just had to leave. <laughs> so, um, but good, good answers all around. Yeah, I think that there were there are definitely merits in this movie. Definitely, it's just yeah. There's also downsides. Um, all right, guys. Wheel of questions. Wheel of of questions. questions. (laughs) All right. We're doing the recast. If it was cast today, who would, who would play it? We kind of have actually, I mean, there's a million characters in here. Yeah. So Swan, Mercy, Ajax, and Luther. Yep. Just a quick reminder. Swan is the main character with the gorgeous blonde hair. And the stoic face. And the stoic face. He didn't, he smiled like this. He has a great smile, but he didn't smile at all. Mercy, who was the random chick, is like, I want to go with you. Okay, sure. Ajax, who is the 
second in command, I guess, next to Swan, but he wants, but wants to, be to be in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thing. Mm-hmm. I wrote co pilot for him. <laughs> yeah. And then Luther, who's the guy who shot um, Cyrus. Side note Did we ever fi- figure out who li- uh, Luther was calling? He kept, he kept making phone oh, calls. Oh, yeah. And no. he never even got his motivation. Was hmm. he calling? Was he calling the DJ girl? I don't think so. Because hmm. I think that the head He's on the of... phone more than one occasion. Yeah, I uh, don't know. Interesting. Anyway, I just I was just thinking about that. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I actually put a couple for each of them. I don't know why, or for some of them. Look at you pulling at me. I know. I know, right? It's because I couldn't. I like nothing. Like nobody jumped out at me. Same. Because I feel like a lot of these characters would have to change in order to be relevant yes. in yeah. modern day i think the concept could work modern day but i think the characters would have to change um so swan i had either jamie bell or donald glover <laughs> i almost put donald glover yeah. he was a backup but i couldn't like I, i'm like okay is he the stoic leader or is he the crazy one oh no he could, could definitely he could, play he both could, he could totally play both Next on my list, I have Mercy. So I had Christian Serratos. She plays Rosita in Walking Dead. I don't know if you guys know that. Yes. Okay. I think that she she's due. She's due for another role. And I think that she would be able to play that that well. Again, Mercy would have to change. Yep. I was going to say they would build her up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. She'd get more uh, agency. Yeah. She'd yeah. have more reason for yeah. being the way she is. Um, Ajax and Luther. Are in the the two actors I chose are interchangeable. Same. Okay. So uh, the two I have for either Ajax or Luther are Evan Peters and Dane DeHaan for either Ajax or Luther. Yep. I think they both could nail both of those roles. Yep. Yep. So as a bonus, because this per- I mean this person is just the obvious answer for the DJ. The DJ would be Billy Porter. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Right. Just like <laughs> obviously, like- <laughs> no question. Yes. Yes. All right. That was my list. All right. I'll do me. Okay. You're going to have to help me with the pronunciation, but I know you know who this is. Swan I have is Daniel Kalua from Get Out. Yeah. Okay. I think he just just has that like because the whole time Swan was just stoic yeah stoic. He, would, he could do complete just stone face stoic i but, have to get this like, group home there's That's a difference it. between stoic and mean and stoic right. and like heroic almost right and i feel like he has that like i have the the world on my shoulders i'm gonna get this job done yes i can totally see that good good one yes um so for mercy i have janelle Parrish, who she is did you ever watch pretty little liars she's mona mm-hmm I think um, I remember. Oh, that. I think I do know who you're referring to. From what I know, her scene, her acting is she can be that like um, sassy, like I know what's best, but I also want to better myself. So I'm going to pick the team that's going to come out on top. Type. OK, OK, um, OK. And then my Ajax and Luther are also interchangeable because um, they're both slightly unhinged, but just yeah. in different ways. Yeah. So I have for Ajax, I have Aaron Taylor Johnson. I almost put him down. Yes. Agreed. And then Luther, I have Timothy Chalamet. Oh, interesting. And then I also, so I didn't know if we were going to do Rembrandt or not. Mm-hmm. He was the, I couldn't quite get a, a handle on his character. Cause I feel like at the beginning, they, I feel like he was the newest 
member or something because they were kind of protective of him. And he was yeah. the one that was kind of um, on guard with the girls. Yeah. But he so was kind of soft and agreed. They definitely set him up to be the innocent in yeah. the group. And yeah. I actually expected him to die because Me of that. Too. And, and kind of they would have to get revenge or do something yeah. like I really was expecting that. But they really didn't like he didn't really fulfill that role. They no. barely even had to protect him at any point. Yeah. Like he was throwing punches at some point. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I want uh, Anthony Ramos, who was the star of In the Heights. God, yes. He just kind of has these soft features about him that I yes. thought he could play that like that artist. Um, okay, Serena, your recast. Um, so for Swan, I was torn. Um, I ended up going with Brad Pitt. <laughs> I forgot how much Serena cracks me up with her recast. Okay, but hear me out. Hear me out. Wait, wait. Brad Pitt and Snatch is the Brad Pitt you want in this. Because I I got you. I got you. Maybe Fight Club, Brad Pitt. I forgot that that time travel was involved with Serena. Time travel is involved with this with Serena. Yeah, there's time travel happening. All right, Ajax, I went, of course, Johnny Depp. (laughs) Every time there's got to be a Johnny Depp. Um, for Mercy, as soon as she stepped on the scene, this was before I even was- Zeta Jones. <laughs> I actually was thinking her too, but um, later. But uh, Selma Hayek. Yeah, <laughs> that was my other guess. Okay, before we go on, you are actually very consistent in your age group, and that I feel true. like this is a great '80s remake of, of or maybe even early '90s remake of The Warriors. Continue. So I, I ended up uh, for Luther. I went Edward Norton. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. So. All right. Good, good, good job. good job, Serena. All right. Wait a minute. What movies that we've reviewed does this remind us of? I put down a couple. I Go put ahead, down Jack. one. I put okay. down High Noon. Oh, that is not the one I put down. I feel All like right. it was like going into like a, you know, a main area and then they kind of had to, I don't know. It was Western-esque. Yeah. Like, there are definitely gangs and Westerns yeah. and posses and fighting each other from, you know, across the street. <laughs> yep. And then you had, like, so if the Warriors were the good guys in High Noon, you had that stoic guy. Mm-hmm. And then you had the second command who wanted to take over control. True. True. Yep. 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 I got you. Um, I put... Westworld. <gasps> I just put that. Oh, good job. It's yeah. that it's that 70s grit more yeah. than anything else. It was the vibe. Yep. Um, and then for the same reason and extra reasons, Death Race 2000. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because you have those outrageous characters that we haven't even talked about that yet. Like the costumes of oh, my gosh is the, worth. I, I wrote down, I didn't know their names yet, but I, I wrote down a couple. The Pink Fest. The guys that just had pink vests on. It was like right. a suit with mm-hmm. the mimes. There mm-hmm. was definitely a group of mimes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, the roller skaters. The roller skaters. That's like towards the end when they're getting when they're fighting in the bathroom. Yeah. I think only the leader is on roller skates. I I think you're right. But I think somewhere they're called the rollers or something oh, okay. like that. But okay, maybe fair. not. Maybe fair. not. Um, but I yeah, I agree. Um and, and I will say one of, of my favorite shots is the lead roller skater doing his like winding down the, yeah. s- the subway. That was good. And um, then you had the overall guys. Yes. They just oh, wore they striped, did not look striped shirts and overalls. They did not look menacing. No. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, they all had just vibes. Yeah, I liked the shots, um, the intro, the shots, the cool shots they had. I meant to say this in the favorite parts, but did you guys notice that with the lighting and the Ferris wheel and the subways and everything was dark, but then there was this random glimmer of light and crazy, like just Mm -hmm. whoever shot this movie, great job. The, I agree with you, the opening, I want to say, I mean, the opening, like there's like a very definitive opening, Mm -hmm. um, was really fantastically done in my, I agree with you because you're getting an intro to all the different gangs you're getting. Yep. the exposition really quickly, but in a really interesting way. It's it's a series of very quick conversations, all one on one, yeah, between all of the ga- all of the me- yeah. members of the gang. I, yeah, I really liked that opening. It really yeah. engages you in a in a weird, unique way. Yeah, yeah. Um, did anybody that, else have? Can we talk quick if we did the opening? Can we talk about the ending a little bit? Oh, Didn't God. it feel a little bit like the end of a rom-com or a romance or something they where it was like just panning out and they were walking along the beach and yeah. everything's hunky. I'm like, no, this was you, a gang movie. They just killed somebody. Wait, and two here we of are, your like, members died and one of them is in jail. Right. <laughs> like, like, nope, I'm with you on that. Oh, well, because by then you're supposed to care about Swan and Mercy, which, which is a whole different issue, yeah. <laughs> which we will talk about. All right. Did anybody else have anything on their wait a minute list? I had to put in the newsies. I know we haven't reviewed Aww. it, but yeah, you, you have the little like, you know, it reminded me of all of them getting together to talk. And it's like, well, we're not doing anything until Brooklyn says something. Well, we're not doing anything until, you know, so it's all that like segmented New York. Yep. Yep. Bringing everybody together. Yeah. Um, okay. Ladies, please remove your hats and silence your cell phones. How does this film hold up? There were some obvious problems, but I think with some modern changes, um, I think we could make it again. Yeah. Um, I think it has, a, I don't know. I think there's a story there that people are interested in. Yeah. I think it goes back to the idea that like, this is a, a unique and simple concept that is engaging and mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, some of the words have to go. Um, Mercy's yeah. character would have to be fixed. Um, the way, the way the warriors interact with mercy definitely yes. needs to be fixed. So the way they interact with women period. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they might have to change the name and dress of the warriors. Yes. Yeah. There was definitely a little bit of appropriation there, but yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so, but going back to, um, the way the heroes, I made a, a very, specific note about how the heroes treated mercy um aside from the fact that like mercy's character would change in the sense that her motivation would be a little more clear she would have more agency and but nowadays if if our heroes are criminals they still have a moral compass yep and the warriors i don't think really had that no swan was like throwing her around and you know it was well i mean even like that um the cop woman right yeah and let's go back to Mercy for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, wasn't she kind of with Fox a little bit? Like they were running together and holding hands. And they then- were because I think when they had to ch- jump off the train, they were just sitting next to each other. Oh, okay. I think okay. it was just like a proximity thing. It was, and Fox okay. it was wasn't a-, a nice enough guy that he registered. Oh, the girl's right next to me. I have yeah. to grab him. Got her. it. Okay. Yeah. Because um, the, the relationship between her and uh swan because they they had that moment in the the alleyway or whatever but he was more like you know have respect for yourself no, 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 no i can't mm. do this 
it was it was swan's character i know was weird (laughs) yeah he was unsure um yeah so i i agree with you that in general i actually think this movie does hold up pretty well there are definitely elements that need to be fixed yeah um so i think we actually answered boom we fixed it a little bit Mm -hmm. though i will say I would watch the crap out of a movie from the Lizzie's perspective. <laughs> yes. I, I would love to know a little bit, like, even though one of the things I liked about this movie was that it was simple. I would love to know a little bit about like the, the gang politics. I think the book delves into that more. That's from what I understand. I, you, actually, I think this would be a book. I would try this book. Yeah. It, I think it would be interesting. And I think it's going to be different than the movie. Yeah. All right. Notes roundup. I have a confession to make. Oh, God. Um, so you know how I thought this movie was actually The Lost Boys? Yeah. I also thought, because the only scene I had ever seen was of Luther and the, the bottles. Okay. I was 100% convinced, like 100, like I had to double check IMDb because I thought you were wrong, that Luther was Sean Penn. He looks like him. I wrote it down. I made a note. I'm like, wow, Luther looks like Sean Penn. Like, I man. was like, I thought this was like his, like one of his beginner movies. I 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He could easily be like a sibling of Sean Penn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nope. Anyway, nope, I no was, relation. I was very wrong. I have one more note that just says split the party. You never split the party. Yeah. Never. I don't think yeah. they met to, did they? They did a little bit with Ajax, but, but it was weird it was, because they had the, no, they had the forethought to be like, okay, if we get split up, this is where we're meeting. Yes, yeah, they did. True. That they was were smart. organized. They like, were. They, they organized had a crime. <laughs> I gotta say, but yeah, you're right. And it was weird because they split the party. Ajax, Ajax went back, and then they were like, shoot, we need to get Swan alone with Mercy. How do we do that? Oh, have have Snow and Cowboy go back for Ajax, and then you don't see Snow or or Cowboy for like half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> they just needed yeah. those characters gone. Whatever. And then, okay, I, I guess they didn't know that, that they were being hunted, but why did the three guys, like, they were like, yeah, let's just stop off at this girl gang. Yeah. Like, oh, that no, was like a walking, well, walking to a trap, why don't you? Right. Which is why that read the sirens from the Odyssey. Oh my God. Yeah. That was exactly what that was. Yeah. The seductresses. Uh, my only other notes, Luther got very little scream time. Yeah. He was for being the actual yeah. bad guy. He was barely in it, and my God, was he a whiny guy! At His the end, that last scene. Oh my God! God. What Seriously. a weenie! Yeah, that somehow uh, Swan and the rest of the gang could somehow dodge a bullet, but then he was taken down by a simple thrown knife, like a little tiny, tiny knife in the wrist. All of a sudden, he's down on his knees crying. But going back to Swan diving a bullet, even though his group is behind him. It, yeah. That more than anything else, I'm like, what the hell did they think? How did they think bullets work? Right, <laughs> like, I know. More than all of the others. Oh, that one was weird. Um, and then my only other note, my last note is, wow, a lot more survived than I thought would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, they lost Cleon, they lost Fox and Ajax was arrested, but. That's still six people. Fox's <laughs> death was, I feel like they didn't really, I expected, yeah, more of a bloodbath. Yeah. 
And the only bad death I thought was the train. And, and it was the cops killing him, pushing him onto the train tracks as a train is coming. Yeah. Like that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Right. Yeah. I will also say that I feel like the fight scenes could have been epic in this movie and yeah and they weren't weren't. they were cheesy no and the the special effects were not great yeah and i feel like that's choreography you just need a better choreography yeah which is another reason why i really think they should remake this is one of the movies where i'm like i would i would really want them to remake this movie it could it could do really well but i guess they could also do it like a little post-apocalyptic yeah I was just going to say they would they would inherently put it in post-apocalyptic and then I feel like they would kind of be getting away from the premise. And I like the idea that it's a regular city and you've got this this underworld that nobody sees. That's true. I like that. I do like that because I feel like we do have a lot of post. We have too many post-apocalyptic. So if we kept it real gritty like this could be happening right now. Yeah. All right. Um, Martini shop. Would you recommend this movie? I don't Ooh. know. Tracy's I don't know. Uns- Tracy's unsure. It was fine. It was kind of slow, but I kind of understand the cult classic of it. So I feel like people who would like it have already seen it. And then the people I want to recommend it to, they don't need to see it. So that's, fair. I, I guess it's, I guess it's a no for me. I'm going yes for the music and specifically to my dad in case he hasn't uh, watched it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be texting him after this and letting him know that this is, I'm he's sure probably he's probably already seen it. Um, but I feel like the movie itself was, there was some cheesy parts. The fighting was kind of cheesy. Um, yeah. The pacing was like a little slow at times, but I'm telling you guys the music. That's like, fair. That's totally fair. There's a reason they made the video game. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I would give it a soft yes for my recommendation because I'm, I agree with Tracy. It's either your cup of tea or your, it's not your cup of tea. Um, yeah. And you will know from the trailer whether or not it is. So I recommend seeing the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and start if with you the like tra- the trailer, start- watch right. the movie. Yeah. Start with the trailer and take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good game, guys. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsatthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episodes, or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials and we'll see you at the movie house.